Hola, hola. Welcome to the Bruja Broadcast. This is Dion. And Sasha. Join us today as we serve up some Brujeria Latina with a side of astrology and herbology bundled with some stories and sass. Hola, hola. Hola, hola. How are you? <laughs> Here we have been commiserating for the last five minutes about the eclipse beating us up. Yes. <laughs> I'm not beating us up, just sapping our energy. Yeah, a little zap, no big deal. <laughs> life life just keeps coming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. How, what have you been brujaying? Uh, brujaying has been pretty intense this week. Um, I've done some people clearing, a home clearing, a business clearing, and then, Oof. yeah. Just <laughs> the season. <laughs> yeah. Well, people then, don't understand that the spirits are up and around. Absolutely. And involved, very involved. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so that's definitely been, been heavy on the clearing this week. Nice. How about you? Um, I've lots of events. We are in October, so people, you know get into the spooky season and they want the bruja to come out and do some fortune telling so i've been doing lots of events i think you can hear my voice isn't 100 because last night i was at a at a corporate event reading until like midnight or something or one that's so, so cool yeah it was it was nice it was good so yeah so just lots of events excellent mm-hmm and then keeping with spooky season theme, as promised in the last episode, we are talking about summoning spirits this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yes, let's do it. All right. Where do you want to start? So I'm just going to start with, um, let's just start with where, where, I mean, it comes from people have been doing this forever right uh, yeah. not just like obviously because spirits accompany us and they are part of ancestral magic for many like for everybody right yeah um but i think that the first people that really started like doing it more regimented i guess you could say or more like you know specifically like more i don't know like Ritualized? These are the steps. Yeah, these are the steps or whatever, probably Babylonian and Greeks and so forth. And then nowadays, what we have were the people that practice um, summoning, they feed back to a lot of Greek and Babylonic um, information and th that use old grimoires and a lot of old techniques are what we would call Solomonic in, would be Solomonic m magicians. Okay. Okay. And so what um we're going to talk about mainly is, are the steps from salomonic tradition okay oh, cool. but i just want to clarify i'm not a salomonic magician you're not a salomonic magician but you're some brujas. <laughs> yeah. we're brujitas so we're not so these are just the steps um so obviously you know this is information gathered mostly from the salomonic keys but you know um it's not something that we practice every day so we hope to not misrepresent anything okay but the the books are there you know yeah the keys, the, it's called um the key of solomon the variable keys of solomon there's the lesser key of solomon as well there's a couple of really good um books that you guys can find if you are inclined to go that route mm -hmm. that would probably be a good a good place to start Okay. Uh, and there's a YouTube account called Esoterica. 
he's a really uh informed dude that i really like he talks a lot about uh, the lesser key of solomon he's done a lot of really good research so if you're looking for a more in-depth uh study on that esoterica is the youtube account do you know his name i, I don't no. he's really cool i got an intellectual crush on him oh nice yeah. i was wondering if it was skinner by any chance i don't know yeah and then um so yeah because if it wasn't it might be one of the translators of the lesser keys oh cool and so yeah that's why i was wondering if it was like i can't i kind of think it might be we kind of got google it hang on we're both go ahead you look it up because you've been on that page i haven't anyway so let's get started with that um so the first thing obviously is to choose the time that you're going to do your magic and this goes back to a lot of the things that we've adopted because a lot of these traditions have filtered down to the things that we do nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. Which is, you know, choosing the, and a lot of the things that we do with like astral magic or planetary magic or choosing the, or the um, planetary hours all come from these same traditions, like from the Greek traditions, right? So you're going to choose the time that is best aligned with the magic that you're going to be performing, okay. right? And that will be aligned to to something that we referred when we talked about like the angels that they all have their own days right so and the demons as well so it just depends on if you're going to be summoning a spirit a demon or an angel depending on what you're going to be summoning they all have their own days and times so you're going to choose a time based on who you're going to be working with mm -hmm. okay and i did uh so his name was dr justin sledge okay before we get into it, do you want to do uh, what is invocation versus evocation? Sure. I look it up. I had it from last week. Do you have it? I mean, just in my head, invocation would be inviting someone to share your body, mm -hmm. and so they would then speak or write from your body, and then whereas evocation would be bringing them into this world, but not into your body to to do things. Is that right. correct? Yeah. Right. Like in, into the space. You're just yeah, like yeah. calling them and saying like, hey, come into my house or come into the space. Right. And I want to talk to you. Yeah. Right. And um, what we're going to be talking about today is evocation, okay. which is just perfect. And, and we'll see that because um, when we're summoning spirits or what we're talking about today you're actually going to be protecting yourself and you're going to be in a protective circle and you're like separated from them and you're evocating them. And we'll talk about that in a minute, but you're okay. definitely not inviting them into you. Okay. <laughs> because that would be a different one, which is, you know, if you want to be like possessed or. Right. Yeah. Anyway. So the first thing is just choosing the time. So you're going to choose what the time is and you're going to be choosing if it's going to be like a new moon, a full moon, if an eclipse, if it's going to be a Tuesday, if it's going to be a Monday, so forth, right? Waning moon, waxing moon, um, the day of so-and-so, you know, I'm going to be working with Michael, I'm going to be working with Lucifer, I'm going to be working with, so, you know, so depending on who you're going to be working on, you're going to be choosing the day, the time of the month, okay? And this isn't like, oh, today I'm going to be working with so-and-so, that's it. No, this is something that's very ritualized and very planned because there are steps before you do this, okay? Okay. Mm -hmm. So first thing is that then you're going to um, choose your location. And, and I love that we can refer to like media because you know that in media, there's always like all the ceremonies always go and happen like in a faraway place 
um, like, you know, hidden uh, secret cellar. Yeah. You go downstairs, you know, it's you the bookcase and then you go like down the winding staircases. And then mm-hmm. it's like, you know, why? Because it always and actually one of the things that it says, like in the lesser keys is should be. I can't understand my handwriting. Should be away from the haunts of men. Oh, a pure and a, should be a place pure and away from the haunts of men. So those are the two main aspects. First of all, that it has to be clean. Mm-hmm. And second, that it has to be not frequented by men. So you're not going to do it in the middle of the pub. You're not going to be doing right. it in the middle of your living room. Um, it has to be. And there's two reasons for this. Obviously, when we go back in time, we're looking for it to be away from persecution right which was a major you know factor (laughs) right and also you wanted to be um away from interruptions okay so you need privacy and you need pure um, purity and so the purity is all about the cleanliness and this is an aspect that will also come up next when we talk about ourselves um So one of the things that we, like I mentioned in the media that we always like go down the stairs is because it also says that it should be close to the ground and there should no be no cellar between the the floor and yourself. So that's why usually it's on the lower level. Oh, And so it has to be a small secret chamber with doors to the east or the south with no decor that may distract the spirit. So that's why usually it looks like, you know, boring and just like, you know, just rocks and you know, right. the floor and that's it and so you want it to be as you know that's why it's usually like the lower level and as close to the bottom as possible and it's like you're going down the stairs and it's close you know yeah um it has to be clean they say that the furniture should be new or have been cleansed with the scent of incenses mm-hmm. so small cleansing you have to mark the quarters um you have to incense the furniture and the the furniture has to be just the basics you know the table the chair the um chest is what they say so just very very basic and your candles or whatever you need okay and so and it has to be um unless obviously and it has to be um unless it's a temple when the temples that we also see like whenever we look at like references like a media or whatever are also very bare yeah you know they're not like super decored or anything like that either so so that's for location so we've got the time we've got the location right then the next thing that we're looking at is yourself you have to prepare yourself for it Mm -hmm. and the main thing about yourself is your purity so when we're talking about purity we're talking about purity in many senses we're talking about sexual abstinence abstinence or chastity so when people go into they're going to be summoning a spirit be it angel demon um they you want it to be not beast um to not have had sexual um relations or even they say like um accidental sexual like like so like masturbation or oh, you know yeah it's not an accident though, but okay <laughs> yeah well, like like or have had a impure thoughts and you had a little bit of pre-com or anything like that you know like <laughs> like not even any some like you know because they they wanted to know that the person's not um easily corrupted yeah okay and so they depending on the complexity of the person that you're calling in because it's not the same calling in like 
a lesser demon that's like in the 13th regiment than calling in like lucifer right right so depending on who you're calling in or calling in the angel archangel Raphael versus calling in somebody that's you know like the 20th battalion because what you have to understand is that they're all very regimented is a good word there's a lot of hierarchy in both sides right so depending on who you're working with depending on how complex the nature is going to be so usually it's three seven or nine days prior for the sexual abstinence or 40 if it's like super complex okay Okay. okay okay then um you also want to have personal cleanliness which is um you know dirt urine menstruation so they say that a woman should have be in her menses and the reason for this is that they're we're not going to respond to a person that's impure so we're, you won't get your request granted if you're like dirty because it's like like a disrespect right they're like mm-hmm. oh they're all slothy and ugly and you know dirty and they're calling me no screw that i'm not gonna answer that person you know right and so they're not gonna reply to that you know the person also has to have a purification bath before. Then there's fasting again with the three, seven, nine. Mm-hmm. And this is for the purpose of purifying, purifying the body, like internally. Right. So you're doing fasting, um, which is basically bread and water is what they recommend for three days, seven days or nine days before. Okay. okay. Then there's, um, and even when they are, like, if it's they don't consider it that big and they're not doing full fasting, mm-hmm. they make sure that nobody goes into the location with smells. Because remember that spirits are very sensitive to smells. Yeah. So no smells of garlic, of, like, fish, of, like, anything, like, like, like um, rancid or anything that smells really strongly because spirits are very sensitive to strong odors. So making sure that nothing smells, like, really strongly there. Okay. Um, then obviously before entering this location, they have to wash, they have to hand wash and they have to wash themselves as well. Um, then there's prayer that they should be practicing about a week before. And mm-hmm. it's like a boring prayer. It's like, it's not like, oh, la, la, la. Yeah, it's like a lethany type of prayer. And it's like really boring. And people like go into almost like a meditative state with as the it, prayers that they're doing. It's like to fortify the mind, right? Right. But it's yeah. also, it it almost brings them into like a trance state, yeah. the type of prayer that they're doing because, and people sometimes they think that they don't need it and, or they don't, because they don't believe in it or because it's very repetitious and they're, re- they're repeating certain names and people are like, oh, what do I need to do that? Or that's like, you know, from the old Jewish times or whatever, that doesn't make any sense with what I'm called doing nowadays. And people like to skip it. And really it's part of the um fortification and part of like demonstrating obedience part of it right Right. and like and like you were willing to work for it so then you're willing to step up and do like you know so that's part of what they're looking at which also comes to another one that brings a lot of people a lot of um difficulty which is confession Mm -hmm. so there's confessions and there's like a list of confessions and people have to confess to everything and people are like but i didn't do those sins where should I confess to that or I'm only going to confess to the things that I've done right right and the the reasoning is that you have to confess to everything to all sins real and imagined because 
when you're dealing, particularly when you're dealing with demons, um, what you don't want is for them to be like, oh, but you did do this and you didn't confess to it. And then they have it like a, like something that they can hold above you. Right. right. Or that they can like strong arm you because you didn't confess to it. So now they have some leverage against you. Right. So while like, if you confess to everything, it's sort of like a carpet, like a, like a carte blanche. Yeah. That's the one. That's the phrase yeah, yeah, I was yeah. looking for. And so it's like, you covered everything, even the things you haven't done. It's like, you know, I've, I'm confessed for everything. So there's no way you can hold anything above me because I, you know, right. I've, you know, I confess to everything, you know, um, and then there's also prostration, which demonstrates, um, again, that obedience, that willingness to submit. And then that those are like the steps for purity. So that you have to go through when you're preparing yourself prior to summoning. Okay. Uh And again, these are all steps when, and this is when you want to summon a spirit that you are going to be working with and making a deal with the spirit. This isn't the same as the spirits that you have normally working with you that want to work with you that are there backing you up like grandma in your house or anything like that yeah okay this is like a spirit that you don't work with that you want to call in that you want to evoke and you want to enter a deal with them okay and then after that um so you have the date the location you've prepped yourself then you go to the at that date and that time or a little bit before and you create the protection right and this again we can refer to that media we've seen it a hundred times the floor the circle on the floor yep this definitely comes from um this practice and there are dozens of ways of doing the circle on the floor to make this um effective right right and they may include, you know, different sigils or different signs, depending on who you're calling, what you're not doing. So the, again, the lesser key of Solomon will have more details depending on who you're working with, but basically you're going to have, um, you're going to have, you know, the circle, that's the most important thing because you're going to stand inside the circle and the circle is going to be what is going to be protecting you and keeping the spirit outside. Right. And obviously the circle, you're going to consecrate it and consecration, which we've mentioned like eh, beginning, maybe second episode is when you tell something and you give it a purpose, right? So you're right. going to consecrate this um, circle and you're telling it what it's going to do. And then this, this circle is going to be keeping the spirits at an arm's length. Okay. Because again, this isn't grandma who's there to bless you. Right. <laughs> this is, you know, then um, usually it's going to have, um, the symbols of whoever you're working with or that you're calling right Uh um so that can be the angel symbols it can be the demon symbols it can be and usually it's going to have both because let's say that you are calling for example a demon then you're going to want to have the opposite angel symbols on the other side because you're going to be using the angels to protect you right right? so just usually it usually it's going to have like a couple of things it's probably it's going to have the triangle the triangles usually outside of it because the triangles normally the space where you're going to constrain the spirit so okay it's going to be the place where you're going to be constraining them um 
you're going to have something to mark the, the quarters. Um, so you might have, some of them have the Hebrew letter, some of them, you know, just depends on what you're working with, right? But there's different, um, and then there's going to be, some of them have the actual contract because the, the sigil, um, you're going to have the sigil of the, of the spirit you're calling, which the sigil is basically a contract. I think we spoke about that in our sigils, um, podcast yes episode it, you're gonna have the actual contract the actual letters and, and the symbol there and some of them may have other wording so just depending on what you're working on which ones you're going to be including mm-hmm. okay um you may have the information on the planet the planet that you're working on with that day that energy you may have that one as well so that's what i say um so the floor circle <laughs> then you'll be wearing um or in the olden times they usually they used to use like a breastplate it's called a lamin and there are some it's like a talisman but it's only worn during evocations so it's okay. not a talisman like you you wear out and about like every single day to protect you mm-hmm. it's only worn during evocation ceremonies okay and, let me see if I can pronounce it. Phylactery. P-H-Y-L-A-C-T-E-R-Y. P-H-Y-L-A-C-T-E-R-Y. Phylactery? There you go. And um, what else? You're going to add the god names, the angel names quarters if summoning demon the sigils and the opposite opposing archangel sigils the concentration the circle and Latin. so yeah um then you'll have other tools that you may need for example the oil the concentration oil the tablets sword just depending on what you're doing so often especially if you're working with demons what you're trying to do is you're trying to obligate them to do something for you right. so it's not a friendly conversation right right it's more you're evoking you're calling them in you're you know doing an evocation and you're using the lesser keys of solomon you're just using like past experiences and saying oh you know come in here and i'm compelling you and i kind of you know putting some fear into you like based on the sigil because there's contracts right Mm -hmm. because the sigil is the contract i'm going to make you based on and then you have to go through and i'm going to go through that now which is the next step you there's um the conjurations right and there's and they get steadily more powerful right? right so you have them there some people in I think Mesopotamic and Jewish, they put, they actually like kind of trap them like in a vessel, mm-hmm. like in a brass vessel. So they're trapped in the vessel and then they're doing the chants, the con- the conjurations. And so they're compelling the spirit to obey basically. Right. And it's the order is the first conjuration, the second conjuration, the constraint, the conjuration to invocate the general curse the lesser curse the conjuration of fire the greater conjuration 
So those are in that order. So each time it's more powerful, right? Yeah. And so you're just basically like shaking them and like, you're going to do this, you're going to, you know, but it it's, like I said, there's a hierarchy, there's an order and it has, um, they're like prayers and it has names and it's like a command you to do this based on on so-and-so who did this and based on them, them before you and they've already obeyed and based on your name and you signed this contract before and you know what's going to happen if not. And, and each time it's more powerful, more powerful until they're like, ah. okay. So, and then you're like, okay, you know, because uh-huh. There is a contract and it's like pre-existing and they know they're like, okay, what the heck do you want? Right. Right. And then after that, you tell them what you want. Usually you have a virgin parchment and you've written what you want before and you throw it into the vessel or you throw it into the triangle where they're constrained. So they know what it is. So uh-huh. they, they're getting their, their commands. They know what you want. They get it. They're like, okay, this is what you want. Okay. Got it. Okay. And then you give them license to depart. So it's like, okay, you got the instructions, you know what it is. The reader, they're like, okay, yeah, okay, got it. Okay. And um, and you give them license to depart, which is just like, okay, so now you know what it is, and you're just impressing upon that spirit their obligation to come back when they're called, because obviously there's this, you know, contract and there's this, you've made it known to them that you have this power upon them based on all the other names that you know and all these people that you know above them that you can call and press and make them obey right right and so it's like okay so thanks for showing up now you know i got the you know i got the whip on you go out and do what you have to do and i'll be calling you if i need you and then they're like okay yeah see ya you know (laughs) And they leave. That's basically, and then they leave. Mm-hmm. And they, it's pretty swift and, you know, and then you open up and you allow them to, because they're constrained. And it's not like, they, you know, and then you open up the, the, or the vessel or the triangle and you let them leave. Oof. <laughs> let me breathe. Yeah. <laughs> so that's basically... the process but it, it's a big build-up right it's a build-up right. for you it's prep for you and you know it's obviously intense in the in the time so it's not something that i would recommend doing just for oh, i want a better job yeah when there's so much you know magic that you can do for like a road opener or or you know quick cash or anything like that it's definitely something to use if you were to use it to seriously consider using it for something hefty right Right. and then and i do want to bring this in um there is a a proponent or a new voice not so much not so new but He's been around for 20 some years, but in the last few years, his voice has been stronger where he's been saying like, you know what, guys, that's not so cool. (laughs) Um, His name's Jason Miller. And he's been like, you know what? I don't think you have to be making spirits. Like you don't go up to random strangers and put them in chains and tell them to go and do whatever you want them to do. Right. 
you know and yep. you know he's like you you know you move into a neighborhood and you do a you know a welcome party and people come in and with some people you get along fabulously and they'll end up doing favors for you with you having to be an asshole about it right and other people end up being abusers and idiots and you have to call the cops on them right right so he says, why not give them a chance to see if they want to work with you without you like immediately having to be conjuring and conjuring and putting all the, you know, bringing out all the um like big, you know, big workings games. on them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so his voice, um, he published a book, I think it was in, it was right after COVID, I'd say. So COVID was 20. So probably like 21, mm-hmm. 21, maybe 22. I think it was late 21. And it's called Consorting with Spirits. And, okay. And um, his book, his name is Jason Miller. And his book just proposes that. And it's like, you know, spirits all around us. And some of them, yes, need to be constrained. Right. And obligated. But others, you can hire them. And others can be asked, like normal people, you know, with good manners. Right. And, you know, so... That's pretty neat. So that, yeah, and it's you know, so he has a different take on it, and so it's a it's a it's a new perspective. It's a different voice um, than what has obviously been going on since forever, right? Mm-hmm. Because obviously, um, the lesser keys of Solomonic magic um, is based off of you know traditions coming all the way from Babylonia, Mesopotamia, yeah. Greece. You know, it's the Jew and you know lots of jewish and kabbalistic magic you know so very old traditions with lots of heavy magic that is still being used nowadays you know yeah so it's steeped in tradition obviously it works because (laughs) it's going on centuries later you know so obviously it works so you know there's both takes on that interesting yeah awesome that's what we got you want to roll into astrology Sure. All right. Sure. Astrology. Astrologia. Okay. As you know. It's more butt kicking, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like I said, like I said at the beginning, right? The, the astrology in October was only two eclipses. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. This one here, this this eclipse, you know, <laughs> this eclipse has me like this is the new moon, right? Right. And my husband has been like, okay, you hate humanity, huh? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's not a good look on you. <laughs> and I'm like, you're in for a treat because I'm, you know, I'm one of the ones affected by the whole eclipse season because you know i'm 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 an addies and i'm one of the ones affected it's all the cardinal signs so yeah you're in for a treat sweetheart (laughs) anyways we're doing astrology from the 15th to the 28th so the beginning of this week um 15th you know today today right because you're dropping it on the 15th and 15th through the 18th we're really not um there's not there's just a bunch of moon aspects um those moons obviously we're still getting over the eclipse on the or you know on the 14th um which can still be felt for a few days yeah 
So it just a lot of people just kind of getting back a little bit of their energy <laughs> um, because it, it was a little bit of a sapping energy. Okay. Then the first actual um, transit that we're going to talk about is going to be on Thursday the 19th, where we're going to have the sun conjunct Mercury. This will um, be a busy day, a um, lot of neighborhood things, a lot of quick thinking, appointments, things to do locally, you know, doctor's appointment, kids conferences, and just like things like happening that are like local, okay. short, you know, like in your life, but it'll feel like you're busy and like over, not overwhelmed, but just like tick, 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 the little Pac-Man kind of go, Okay. On the 20th, this one is a little bit um, heavier. Mercury is going to be squaring Pluto, which um, has course of communication, digging into dark human behavior. So just like feeling a little bit overwhelmed and like, I can't believe humans, you know, are such dark people and like they do this kind of thing and that kind of like astonishment kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, Venus trying Jupiter. Just be careful with your money because that day you feel like, oh, I can shop and, you know, I can go out and I can have a drink and I can be social and I can have fun. And then you're just like, Wee! I'm just waiting. That's between the 20th and the 21st. Okay. Um, the, what do I have here? Let's see April 20th. See April 20th. Let's see what April 20th had. Is that an eclipse? Sun square Pluto. Intense experiences that trigger deep psychological triggers from things in the past. Um, once you regain control, you evolve to a higher level and transform like a rebirth. Then you can channel your power into ambition. So that's what I got for the 20th, 21st. So it's going back six months, you see, because it's a six month. So you're actually closing. It makes sense because things close out. It's like six months later. Okay. okay. The 22nd Mercury trying Saturn, um, concentrating attention to detail. Good for making decisions. Okay. So that's pretty good. That's nice. The 23rd Scorpio um, starts so Scorpio season. So it's a fixed water. So fixed is they can be a little stubborn. They're a little bit hard to change. They don't, you know things are fine this way why do i have to change mm -hmm. um but they're water so it's really intense emotional you know they feel deeply uh -huh. very passionately intensely underneath everything they look like calm water and then underneath it's like a turmoil they're good investigators um yeah then that's just scorpio season starting this um scorpio season is going to be really good for releasing especially with that um eclipse coming in at the end yeah the 24th the sun's going to be trining saturn it's a good day for work it's also a good day to be recognized for work well done for responsibility for determination patience so it's a good day to just be like a workhorse and but be like recognized and get your you know your sugar cubes for having been a good workhorse <laughs> and then the after that the rest of the week um well obviously you, we do start feeling the full moon a few days before so probably like the 26th already we'll start to feel it but the 20 the full moon is going to be on the 28th okay and it's a partial eclipse um and it's it, you know it's a little bit challenging we might feel a little rattled 
and it's just telling us what we need to let go of. And if we don't want to let go of it, it's going to let it go for us. And then we're still going to be like, oh, I don't want to let go of it. And it's going to be like, you got to let go of it. Let go of it. Um, so, yeah, I would be particularly worried about um, accidents because that same day, Mars is going to be in opposition to Jupiter, mm-hmm. which lets people have like a fuck it attitude and be a little bit more daring and confident okay and adventurous so people being like oh yeah i can drive faster or i can do this snowboarding trick or the skateboarding trick or whatever and then you know not so much not so much yeah and that's the 28th that's the 28th the same day as that full moon okay um full moon eclipse yeah so yeah so i would be careful there that's that's it so it doesn't there's a couple of things that are peppered in that are good but it's more like oh the the good things aren't like are more like steady work related okay you know like those saturn things like that sun trying saturn that mercury trying saturn is like keep the course keep the course and i think that's good advice it's just like keep the course and you'll survive and then (laughs) yeah and then the things that are that are not so cool are a little bit more about the darkness right which is very fitting with the the season right and it's very fitting with everything that has to do with that you know with that scorpio season with those emotions and it's like it's inside of us and we feel like we have to like sometimes there's so many emotions like shame for example right shame is nothing more than our bodies or our psyches telling us hmm maybe i shouldn't do that again or let me evaluate and see if I really need to repeat this. It's not for us to like beat ourselves up about what we already did. It's just a little science is like, eh, maybe not so much. Right. Let's let, let it, it, it's, it should be more of a let's not repeat it than a, oh, you're an idiot. Look what you did. Right. And I think people don't notice that, you know, they keep, they, they hold on to it and they hold on to it and they beat themselves up about it for the past instead of seeing it as a a warning sign to like learn oh yeah to learn and to look at it as a oh yeah that didn't work let's let go of it you know right and let's not repeat it because it didn't make us feel great right i would totally agree with that Mm -hmm. so yeah so yeah that's what we got cool thank you so much you're welcome i'm gonna talk a little bit about heliotrope and then we'll hit you guys with the question all right Heliotrope is poisonous. It's associated with the ma- uh, with masculinity and the sun. Magically, you're going to find it in, uh, oh, it's also associated with fire. You're going to find it in magic for exorcism, for asking for prophetic dreams, healing, wealth, and invisibility. Heliotrope placed under the pillow is said to give prophetic prophetic dreams. It's especially useful if you've been wronged or robbed by an unknown person. It's supposed to reveal who that person is. Heliotrope is found in exorcism, incenses, and mixtures, as well as healing bolsas. Placed in a pocket or purse, it's supposed to attract wealth and money. For invisibility, you're supposed to fill a small horn with heliotrope. You wear it or carry it around with you, and your actions will not attract attention. That's very cool. Yeah, that's what I got. Yep. All right. So for the question for this week, we so, got. Should I do magic during the eclipse? 
<laughs> during so i personally think you shouldn't um because eclipses tend to be very chaotic energy mm -hmm. and so unless you need to include chaos in your magic and you're okay not knowing what the result of that magic is going to be mm -hmm. then no like if you're like so like okay so like if you're doing a ritual where you want to get a job that pays you more money than what you're making now then probably i would say no because chaos is probably going to bring you something that could be more money and less money it could be something wildly savage like you know millions but it could be like oh i decide to give it all up and go you know shovel goat manure you know because right. it fills my heart up and you know i just only felt called to it you know whatever um so like it's just too too wild yeah you know you just don't know you just don't know where, where it's gonna take you if you need like a total revamping in your system and you're like fine with it or like for example if you if you want to do something like you want to write a book or something like that and you don't care what it's about you just want to write oh a book and you don't care if it's successful if it's not you don't care what it's about whatever then go ahead you know yeah. that it's kind of the way i see it but if yeah. you need a specific result i'd probably steer clear of it yeah, and usually with like spell work, I mean, we've talked about it so much, you're looking for specifics. You really want to have everything dialed in. Mm -hmm. So working with chaotic source isn't like yeah, recommended. Yeah, I can only usually see it like in creative endeavors. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's, That's solid advice. Okay. All right. You got it. Well, thank <sighs> you so much for accompanying us and... We'll yeah. see you next time. Absolutely. And uh, write us and let us know any questions you have or any episodes you want, anything you want to hear about. We are here for you. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with another episode the week after next. But in the meantime, you can email us at thebrewhousebroadcast at gmail.com. For me, Dion, you can find my artwork at lasprimasmaritas.com. Or for booking healing work, I'm at unusualhealing.com or SD Lunacy on Instagram. Great. And for me, Sasha, you can find me on Facebook with Brujeria 101. And you can all find me on Instagram as Brujeria 101S because <laughs> somebody had the 101. And I also have Brujeria101.com and there we'll have like um, response buttons that you can push to Amazing. book like palm readings or nail charts and stuff like that. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. 